Hi everyone, welcome to Femtech, where I will be sharing stories, providing information, and discussing recent events in relation to women in tech, although all genders are welcome. In this episode, I want to dive into one of the most asked questions. I'm not qualified. How can I find a job in IT? When people ask me this question, I would usually ask back, what makes you think you're not qualified? The answer I often hear is, well, I don't have the experience and I didn't even study computer science. And really, you don't need to. The beauty of this industry is that you do not need a certification or a degree or even professional experience for you to do the job. What you need first is an interest. You definitely need to be somewhat interested in the industry in order to get you started. Maybe you have an interest in data analysis or developing pretty reports, or maybe you're really interested in artificial intelligence and being a data scientist simply sounds cool to you. If you're not sure what you're interested in, but you still want to enter the tech industry, I suggest you looking at videos on YouTube, search up maybe top 10 jobs in the tech industry or different streams, um, different opportunities in the uh, tech industry. And that will show you really the horizon and the different options you have. And then you can start from there. The reason why I give this advice is because passion is often the motivation and driver of our actions. And you don't need to be an expert in a field. You just need to be interested. Now that you have the first part down, the second thing is to determine how to find a placement even when you don't have the qualifications. And getting here also just made me realize this advice will probably not just apply to the tech industry, but many other industries out there. So continue listening and let's see where we can get you to. Many times, the reason why we haven't taken action on something we're interested in is that we don't feel ready. But what if you're never ready? What if by the time you're ready, there is new technology to learn and the programming language you were polishing on is no longer very in demand? I find this very common amongst my female colleagues compared to my male colleagues who are usually much more laid back. A lot of women I've met are very hard workers and they genuinely want to provide as much value as they can towards the company and the position. This is why they are often so hard on themselves when it comes to job applications. It's a very hard case of imposter syndrome, which I was also guilty of. Just a little story of my own. When I started working in my first job opportunity, my entire IT team was all men and I was the only girl. And not only was I the only girl, I was the only young girl. There's everyone else was um, 50 or over and were men. And it was intimidating. I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared if I made a mistake, was this entirely all my fault? I was constantly questioning my own capabilities. And I still remember this one time I made a mistake in one of the report servers. And all I remember is I just kept on apologizing to everyone who helped me and my boss. I spent two days just kept on saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just didn't feel good enough. And I didn't know what good enough was. All I know is 
I thought I wasn't good enough. And that's what imposter syndrome is. Now, after working for a while in the tech industry, I eventually learned that the mistakes I made were actually quite common uh, that most people could possibly make throughout their career in the tech industry. But I didn't know that. And it's just one of those things to watch out for because something so small could actually impede your career. If something like this makes you feel like, oh, well, I'm not really good enough to apply for that job because I only have two years of experience versus the five years that they asked. Or potentially it's something else in the job posting that you feel like you're not good enough in. But at the end of the day, you really don't need to meet all those qualifications to apply to the job. And that directly leads us to the main point and our focus. How can we find job opportunities when we believe we're not qualified? The first thing to do is to throw that thought out of the window. If you submitted your resume to the company, what is the worst possible thing that can happen? They see your application and realize there's better fit and moves on. That is the worst thing that can happen. The other option is that even though your experience may not be what they're looking for, something about you catches their eye and they're interested in getting to know you a little bit more. And that leads us to the next part, writing a resume that stands out. Every employer is different. Some stick to the job qualifications where other employers value the person's quality much more than the skills because they believe an employee with the right qualities is much harder to find than someone who has the skills. Plus, they're willing to train the employee to hone the skills. Obviously, these type of employers are usually looking for more junior and intermediate positions. So when it comes to senior or maybe contracted jobs, that's when they actually focus solely on the skills and qualifications. So when you don't have years of experience or a shining Ivy League graduate degree, what I've noticed works really well is to look for online sources for fun personal projects. Once you've picked out the stream you're really interested in, determine what are the most used tools for that job. Is it Python? Is it Java? Whatever it is, there's a free course on it somewhere on YouTube. I don't want you to pick all the tools used for that job. The best thing to do is to pinpoint two to three important tools and then work on those. We live in the 21st century. There are so many free sources online. It is absolutely incredible. If what you need to learn is Python, simply search beginners in Python on YouTube and start from there. I guarantee you some of the teachers for those YouTube tutorials are even better than college professors because they really know how to teach in an interesting way. Once you have those basic skills and are willing to pay 20 to $30, you can also check out Udemy an online learning platform and specifically look for courses with hands-on projects. At the end of the course, they will usually provide you with a certificate of completion. And then you can put those reference codes on your resume and you can even highlight the projects you have done on your resume as well. This really shows the employer you're going out of your way and it shows them the extent of your interests that you're willing to take action for. And if you're a little bit more ambitious, you can even try out Kaggle. So it is a website that allows users to find and publish data sets, explore and build models in a web-based environment. You get to work with other 
um, data scientists and machine learning engineers, and you get to enter competitions to solve AI challenges, real world AI challenges posted by companies, and they will actually compensate you if you're able to solve these challenges. So there are just so many online sources out there that can provide you with what you need to learn and relevant experience, not necessarily just work experience. And if you have those personal experiences, put that on your resume. Any projects that you do, even if it's something small, you build a very small program, put that on your resume. Believe it or not, these small things is what shows your tenacity, your ability to learn, which is one of the biggest one here, and your flexibility around tech. Of course, the next important step once your resume gets noticed by an employer is that they call you in for an interview. I will have an episode dedicated on mastering your interview. How do you get people to notice you? At the end of the day, an interview, a resume, whatever you call it, is just a way for people to notice you. But in the end, you are your own salesman. And what you're trying to sell is yourself. You're trying to sell your abilities, your skills, your qualities, and also your personality. And if you're genuine and they're convinced enough, then they will purchase the product, in which case is your service. So if you've been wanting to get started in the tech industry, start now. You're already more ready than you think. Start looking at those YouTube tutorials and begin your job search. My rule of thumb is if you meet 30% of the points on the job listing, then you're qualified. Remember, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. See you in the next episode.